Well, hey, y'all, this is episode number three of The Long Ride with Wild Ponies. We are Doug and Talisha from the band Wild Ponies, and we are so excited to feature our very dear friend, Amy Spies, on today's episode. We've known Amy for a long time. Before we moved to Nashville, even, we've been hanging out with her. We used to have the same booking agent, and we've toured together quite a lot. So, yeah, we know a lot about her, and we find out even more during this episode. I know. Hard to believe. This and every episode of The Long Ride with Wild Ponies is brought to you by Lurstrom 1917 and the Russell Nashville. That's a great hotel right in the heart of East Nashville. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. And those Lurstrom notebooks are fantastic. The bullet journals have really kind of turned around the way I do things. I should also mention that all of the sound, when we drop into the Bowery Vault here with Amy in a few seconds, all of the sound you're hearing is coming directly through only one single Ear Trumpet Labs, a Myrtle microphone. It's amazing. It is amazing. Super cool. yeah. And all of these sounds are recorded in front of a live mm-hmm. audience at the Bowery Vault in Nashville. It's a great little stage venue, um, antique vintage wear, stage clothing, cute little shop. It's worth checking out. Tucked into the um, backside of Nicoletto's. Thanks to all of you guys who have listened to all three episodes. Maybe you're a subscriber and you've already subscribed. Maybe you're even one of our Patreon subscribers. If that's the case, we thank you with even an extra heaping of thanks, which is hard because we're thankful that people are just listening at all. It's true. So it's cool. It's we amazing. We love y'all. Yeah, we'll talk more about all of those things as well as our gear guide and our creative prompts later on in the episode. So stay tuned to the end. But for now, let's just drop into the Bowery Vault with Amy Spies. What do you think? Come on in, y'all. Okay. Okay, this is called, uh, it's perfect to start this with. This is called Nothing Good Can Come From This. (laughs) Nothing good can come from this. Can we pull back and take it slow? Breathless fall toward a kiss Head over heels before you know No desire or the draw Or the newness of it all It's a tumble, it's a twist Getting harder to resist Nothing good can come from this Nothing safe here, nothing sound Keep the train along the track There's still time to turn around If we don't know turning back Kick wide open that same door Just like I've always done before It's a tiny little town And there's too much here to risk And nothing good can come from this Easy come and easy go there's anything I know This could bring me to my knees Right back to where I've been Into a war that I can't win The battle for the best of me Oh 
desire or the draw Like the spice of alcohol Just another thing to miss Another ghost upon my lips Another taste I can't resist Breaths fall toward a kiss Nothing good can come from this No, nothing good can come from this Thank you, thank you, thank you Sounds like a huge crowd here at the Bowery Vault. Yeah. I'll play uh, my second song I'm going to play for you now is a song called, I, I, I want to play this because sometimes like we have these songs that we play because they're on our records, but then there's these songs that there are sort of secret favorite babies. I think this is my secret favorite baby. Um, it's a song I wrote with Robbie Hecht. Said the sea to the shore when the evening tide came in I am here to tell you tales of where I've been Into shells I whispered my love songs in secret rhyme and Left them at your door for you to find Tempered the force of my waves when your gods would roar took care of the ships full of men that you sent off to war and I've longed for you for so long said the sea to the shore said the shore to the sea you left me here too long I was promised to the moon while you were gone he waited until the brightest night To demand my hand under his fullest light And promised he'd always stay and watch over me Oh, why did you wait till now, said the shore to the sea Said the sea to the shore, I swore that I'd return and here I am with all that I have learned Oh, I can hold you now with arms of foam and spray Touching you at the coming of dusk and the breaking of day Smoothing out the folds on every stone Said the sea to the shore, don't leave me here Said the shore to the sea, you said all these things before And I tell you, I can't hear them anymore Oh, there was a time once I'd have given in I'd hear your savage whitecaps rolling in Your troughs would come up slow beneath my chin and your miss would kiss me softly on my skin Leaving salty trails where you had been And my legs would give out in your undertow 
Oh, but see, there was a long, long time ago. One last look and turned away And the shore was more than strong enough to stay And castles melted back into the sand Driftwood drifted up onto the land Rocks rose up proud and shiny skin And shells began their gossiping again We've known you for a long time and um, we've driven you to the hospital <laughs> when, we, when we thought you were going to have a baby. Yep, yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, he wasn't ready. Um, yep. We've celebrated birthdays with you. We've uh, written songs with you. Mm -hmm. um, and we just love you to death. You're part of our family. So thank you for being a part of this. We really appreciate it. Oh, man, it. I love this. Um, so we're, we've got a couple of questions we're, we're curious about that we already know the answer to. But um, Actually, I don't know the answer to this first you don't, question. Oh, I do know the answer to this one. You do? You do? We, I do. It's a good story. <laughs> Oh. Your first ever paid gig. I was in a duo that was originally called, um, we were called Edith from Ohio. Uh huh. Um, which was the name of a wild child from the 1800s in the wilds of Ohio, or in the 1700s, something like that. And we, we shortened it to uh, Edith O because there was an Eddie from Ohio right. band. That's right, I remember them. <laughs> we got uh, signed to a booking agency that was a college booking agent who also, um, he also, um, represented Gallagher too, who was Gallagher's twin, who had franchised the act. And, it's gotta be good. And a guy who um, hung like boulders from his nipples with... Um, oh, the, the Jim Rose thing. like The, the Jim, Jim Rose, Rose guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then wow. uh, and then us. And the first paying gig he got us was um, as the opening act for the Beach Boys. It's a pretty good gig. It was a great gig. And it was in Haver de Grace, Maryland. We were living in New York City. And we had to hire a backup band. And we, had, we couldn't play guitar very well. So we'd always hire guitar players. Um, so we hired a band and we rehearsed the show. We were super excited. Both of our families, and it was my good friend from college, Aaron Ash and I, who were the lead singer-songwriters, and both of our families had like booked out all of the rooms at the local bed and breakfasts. And like we had 50 people who were coming to see us because it was our first big gig. And, and so this was an outdoor show in the summertime. Our families were down there. We went down the night before. Roger, I won't say his last name, the agent um, <laughs> showed up around the night before. He took us out to dinner. He was showing us around backstage. It was like a huge gig. It was going to be super exciting, right? And then that morning we showed up and we went to the backstage entrance and the stage manager had never heard of us. And Roger so-and-so was nowhere to be found. And so, but he kind of, we told him the story. Well, we thought we were opening for the Beach Boys. And he said, no, you're not. There's two other opening acts. One's a puppet show and one is an accordion orchestra. And we were like... <laughs> Well, and, but he let us in, and 
our parents were so like mad. The whole situation was getting a little, so we sat under a tree, like watching the puppet show guy lead everybody in um, the hokey pokey um, with a piano tie, um, like crying and thinking we are totally in a real life spinal tap situation. You just blew your one big we did. lost it. So it turns out Roger did show up hours later. He was the Beach Boys driver. Uh, and he had just hoped if we had shown up that we would get the gig because he kind of knew the guy who was putting together the festival. And luckily, my father and Aaron's father got through the, in the gates and we just we found Roger. And he, I had a contract that was falsified for like $500. And we drove him to the nearest ATM machine and made him take out $500. And he, so that was my first paid gig, which I never played, but I got paid for it. So felt very... Actually, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. I'll I mean, take and, that, yeah. And $500 for your first paid gig is not too shabby. To it's me. not, yeah. Yeah. It paid for the band. Right. <laughs> that we sent right. home once we realized Aww. the puppet show had taken our place. Yeah. And your parents paid like thousands, thousands of dollars. Yeah. 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 What what has been among your favorite venue that you've that you've played in your career thus far? Two. Um my my favorite venue uh, was Union Chapel in London. Oh, wow, yeah, mm -hmm. beautiful it's a converted church. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous, and I just played there about two years ago, uh, about a year and a half ago, with my trio, Applewood Road, and it was, it's, it's got the best sound, it's gorgeous. It's like the Ryman, but in mm -hmm. London. Um, that's my favorite venue, and then my favorite show was Mountain Stage, actually, which I've done a few times, and um, I just love the show. I love um, the band that, you know. They are really good. They're amazing. Yeah. Everybody treats you really well. Every show that I've been on has always had my heroes. So I yeah. get a chance to stand next to, you know, all these amazing musicians and share the stage with them. So I love doing Mountain Stage. How would you describe your relationship with your fans? I, you know, I, I know a lot of them. There's, there's this core group of fans that have been with me from the start. I play mostly in the folk world. Yeah. In the folk world, there's not much room between the audience and the stage. I mean, that's not a long walk, you know? Right. And so usually after the shows, they kind of hang out, and a few of them have become good friends of mine. Some of the booking people have become friends of mine, and, and some of them I consider family. So I see them a lot, and... Um, and I'm always surprised when I see like people who I know live in Florida, they'll show up. I just played a festival in Boston and there were like five people from Florida in Boston. I was like, what are you guys right. doing here? So I'm always, I love them because they're super loyal and, um, and they're not afraid to give me their opinion of my records, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean, totally, yeah. yeah. Which in, is in a blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. better or worse, yeah. right. Yeah, um, has, you just had a baby, so you haven't toured a lot since you had Huckleberry. Yeah. Do you think that your relationship with your fans and the industry and the community around the folk world and your career in general will shift or has shifted because of your relationship with Huckleberry? I think it has to. Um, I, I keep trying to fight that it doesn't have to, but I think it has to only in that I've spent the last you know, 15, 20 years of my life doing 120 plus dates yeah. on the road. Uh, that is not what I'll be doing now. So in a way, like, but the has to isn't necessarily negative. I feel like my relationship to my work has deepened 
since I got pregnant, which is not what I expected. I actually expected to kind of not have time or not want to write as much. And it's done the opposite. It's made me super prolific. That is interesting. And yeah. it's, I think, like, especially since he's been born, sleep deprivation does amazing things for artistic creativity. It's kind of like its own drug. It's a drug. Yeah. And then you kind of, your critic goes away. And so I've been writing it, you know, during the three o'clock in the morning feedings. And there's not that voice in my head that says, that sucks, don't do that. It's just like, wow, that sounds really cool. And I could sing it as a lullaby. Everything becomes wordplay and is fun. So I think my writing has shifted. But here's what... I'm happy to let go of my give a shit. Right. Uh, I, I, I give little shit about the music industry. I don't care about where I stand. I don't care about what you think of me. I'm just, I feel like I'm way more deeply in. I'm making this record because I love the songs and I can't wait to get them out to the people that want to hear them and the people that don't want to hear them. That's great. Go find somebody else. And that makes me that... want to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> we all claim to have that, you know. We all claim to feel that way. I know, and I, I kind of really but I lied about it for a long time. I'm, yeah. I sort of tried to front that I didn't care, you know, on some level, because that's cool, and that makes you, right. you know. But the truth is, I cared a lot. I cared so much about what people thought about me, and I cared so much about where I stood in the food chain of the industry, and now it's just like, you know, I've been on and off labels, kicked on, kicked off, you know. Yeah. A million different agents, million, you know, and it's like one day you're playing at the Grand Ole Opry and then you're playing for two people and one of the people is the, is the right. bartender. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, after a while your ego just goes through so much high and low that it's exhausting. You just want to stay at five. Mm -hmm. And I feel really comfortable at five. And it's like anything good that would happen, I'd be super excited about. And I still want to make a living doing this. Mm -hmm. And I do, and I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, you know, whatever. Yeah. I have Huckleberry. This is... So I wrote a lot of these songs uh, while I was pregnant, and I recorded the last day that I recorded vocals was the day before my son was born, actually. Uh, he was kicking while I was singing, which was interesting. Yes, he kicked in time, and he kicked during a lullaby I wrote for him. This is not a lullaby. Ginger ale and Lorna dooms Tasted good this afternoon Under the fluorescent light Lying in a waiting room Closest thing to kindness Who would ever think of this Little bit of sweetened fizz Filling up the emptiness Hey signs trying hard to change your mind there's no way around the crowd gotta walk right through that line don't listen while they shout and pray they don't know you anyway no one gets here on a good day no matter what they later say but ginger ale and lorna Tasted good this afternoon Under the fluorescent light Lying in a waiting room Hey 
sit in front with all the girls Eyes are locked upon the floor They take you to a separate room And ask you if you're really sure And also if there's anyone Who's coming for you when they're done Smile and say they're running late Lying slides right off your tongue The ginger ale and Lorna dunes Tasted good this afternoon Under the fluorescent lights Lying in a waiting room Closest thing to kindness Who would ever think of this Little bit of sweetened fizz Filling up the emptiness Ginger ale and Lorna Oh, well, there you go. That last song there, Ginger Ale and Lorna Dunes. What a song. That's what a, a song. Yeah. It's kind of unusual for us to hear a song of Amy's in public first. Yeah, that was the first time we'd ever heard that song. She never played it for us in Priority anywhere. That's yeah. true. And yeah. it's it's tremendous. Yeah, it's tremendous. Now it's on the record, the Ghost of Charlemagne record, which is out and released that you should go pick up. Yes. Yeah, get a copy. It's an That's amazing, cool. it's an amazing piece of art. As a matter of fact, she's over in the UK right now this week. If you're listening, she may be getting a major award over there. She may have just Received she may a have major, just received a major award. I don't know. <laughs> and we're not talking like fragile no, 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 lamp, no, no. leg lamp. Major we're award. talking major Americana award. UK award. That's a big deal. You're listening to The Long Ride with Wild Ponies, and we are so grateful to one of our sponsors, The Russell Nashville. It's a beautiful hotel right in the heart of East Nashville by the basement east by the Crying Wolf and Edley's Barbecue and all that kind of stuff. Just stunning. Stunning. So full of light and color and the rooms. They have used some of the pews from the church and turned them into headboards. It's so cool. They saved a lot of the stained glass as well. So great. And hey, we should mention that if you're going to be looking for something fun to do like around the end of July into August. Do you have an idea? I have a really good idea. We're taking over the entire Russell Hotel for the Wild Ponies Trail Ride, 7th Annual. Can you believe that? I cannot. I'm we so excited. We get to have the whole <laughs> hotel filled with Wild Ponies fans and friends from all over the world. Yeah, and so all there are the still state. seats available for that, so you should go check it out. If you want to, if you want to do that, go to wildponies.net and click on Trail Ride. And if you're not going to be able to make it for that, it's fine. We will forgive you, but you should check out the Russell either way and go uh, book, book your stay there. You won't regret it. Anytime you're making the long ride to Nashville, consider the Russell Nashville as your place to stay. And now it's time for the Long Ride Gear Guide, one of my favorite parts of the show. What Tell us what we do with the Long Ride Gear Guide. What we do is we take products that we would use either on stage or with our instruments or traveling or on motorcycles, and we review them on a horseshoe method. Five horseshoes is the best, and one horseshoe is the not the best. Right. <laughs> so this episode, we are reviewing Folk Potions Magic Face Oil. Okay. 
I absolutely love this stuff. This is made by a very dear friend and fellow singer-songwriter, Raina Rose, right in the heart of Austin, Texas. What do you do with this stuff? Oh my gosh. you! It is a face oil that makes your face glow and radiate. Does, does this have the CBD stuff in it or no? This one doesn't. No CBD in this. I, okay. There are some... Folk Potions CBD products that are amazing. But this magic face oil, it is literally what it says in the title. It is a magic face oil. Here, let me smell it. Yeah, it smells so good. And it makes your face feel amazing. It's okay. (laughs) They're in new bottles now. My first couple iterations of this, it was just in a little drop bottle. I'm putting some on right now. But now it's in a spray. On my cheeks. Oh, you look amazing already. Already, just like that. Oh, I feel amazing. Just like that. It smells good. It It feels good. All natural. You know who else is a huge fan of this product? Who's that? Megan Mullally. Is she, she is. That's right. Right. Uses she it. She uses it all the time. She this tweets about like, it all the time. You're right. Um, magic face oil to the stars. Wow, this does feel good. Doesn't it? Say? How many horseshoes is this? This is a solid five horseshoes. Solid five. Okay. I love this stuff. All right. I'm into it. There Check you go. Check it out. Wow. I feel great. And if you want to know about the Gear Guide products, just go over to the show notes and we'll tell you all about them. You can get there by going to wildponies.net and clicking the TLR link. We're right there. There you go. Hey, should we have some more Amy Spees? Yeah, let's drop back into the Bowery Vault. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your tattoos. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were actually present for the for you, the for you, the first one. You were. Yep. Tell it. Tell us about it. Okay. So uh, that's so funny. Um, so the first one I got uh, says Satya, which means. Um, teller of truth it's a it's the goddess of truth or the god of truth in uh in hindi and a friend of mine who's an, a songwriter who's also um ethiopian indian um has called me satya for years and it it was a nickname he gave me when my life was falling apart and whenever your life falls apart you know people sort of take sides and you lose friends and there's gossip and there was a whole lot of gossip surrounding and i've had my life fall apart three times you know a couple <laughs> times but this was maybe the first big one and and um and some people kind of had left my life, and this friend of mine, Tom, stuck by me um, and said, you know, he called me Satya, and I asked him why, and he said, it's because you, um, in the search for your own truth, things are being destroyed, but it's important mm. for you to destroy them, and people don't understand that. And so, uh, so I was uh, going through my last and latest uh, destructive, uh, you know, destructive and creative period. Um, And I was realizing that things were falling apart and that I needed to let them fall apart. And I I was drunk uh, as well. That, you know, that always goes with a tattoo story. We were with you, yeah. We were drunk (laughs) and we were at Holland House drinking very expensive drinks and getting drunk. And I was realizing that I needed to have some sort of symbol on my body that reminded me that I need to just shut up and keep it simple because I kept trying to overcomplicate the situation. I knew what I had to do. It was simple, but I kept overcomplicating it. And I was—I remember raising my fist to you guys and being like, I need to have it like tattooed on my wrist, like five words, no, five letters, like Satya, which means truth. Shut up and tell the truth, Amy. And Doug, you grabbed my arm and you said, guess what we're doing tomorrow? <laughs> and I literally got that tattoo the next day saying Satya. And that's when I started to, uh, I left the relationship that was breaking my heart and I started the path to getting sober which is what really changed my life amazing and I do remember 
immediately afterwards, we had a lovely afternoon after you got after you got the tattoo the next day. Um, I was, it was a beautiful day in East Nashville, one of those sunshiny days. It's not too hot, mm-hmm. and we were on the back porch at the uh, Red Door, sitting around. <laughs> Relaxing, having it was a beautiful day. Yeah. Y'all's beautiful memory day. is way yeah. better than yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'll remember it. I do remember it. Yeah. Um, give us a guilty pleasure or a pump up song. Something that something that, um, and you don't have to feel guilty. Like you shouldn't no. feel guilty for your guilty pleasures. But you know, we've toured with you. We've heard your playlists. Yeah. Um, Madonna, a- Madonna, the, oh, the Immaculate Collection, the entire record. Did you, by the way, see, you probably didn't, you guys definitely didn't, that over the, the, the PA board, the mixing board here at the Bowery Vault, there is the Madonna Playboy is sitting there above the mixing right. board. I saw that. So, I mean, just, just a, another reason to yeah. visit the Bowery Vault. <laughs> I would say Vogue. Vogue. Her song Vogue oh, yeah. is like, you know, and anything on Vogue. Yeah. Anything on Vogue. Yeah. Like 90s. That sort of stuff, I love it. You know, late 80s, early 90s. In the same vein, how about an unsung hero? Somebody who's been around for a while and um, has just been banging their head against the wall, the same wall that we all do, and maybe hasn't gotten the kind of credit that you think. uh, Malcolm Holcomb. Oh my God, good choice. By far one of my favorite artists, favorite songwriters, and favorite people. Um, I don't know him very well. I've shared the stage with him, and I, I will go to every show that he has. I think he's a genius. How about um, how about somebody new? That's somebody new on the scene that maybe we haven't heard from or about yet. That that gets you kind of excited about what they're doing. One of my favorite songwriters, and I'm going to totally embarrass her, but I will say that of all of the songwriters I know, and I feel like I know a lot of songwriters who inspire the pants off of me, and people who were like really working their asses off playing, you know, doing the contest and, you know, winning and getting someplace. And I had the pleasure of uh, judging the Kerrville New Folk contest a couple years ago and and heard some incredible songwriters. But I, I'm going to just say that one songwriter, every time she plays a song, it just, I think she's one of the best songwriters working, um, even though I don't think she's out there as much as she could be as Whit Hill. Totally agree. 100%. Totally agree. She happens to be in the audience. <laughs> Yeah, and, we, and by the way, we said this in private. We've all agreed on this. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I mean, top 10. And, and I think were... it's because she doesn't play by the rules in a way that there's a lot of great songwriters that I hear where I kind of know where they're going yeah. with the next verse or the chorus. And Wit, uh, Wit is beautifully weird in her yeah. um, her ideas and her characters. <laughs> um, and that, and it, 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 I'm, I'm always like, why don't I think that way? You know, like, I, I feel like I stay in sort of this one place that works for me and Wit's just trying it all and I, I'm always inspired and I I can't even look at her when I say that because I know she's like looking at me like, why are you saying my name on, but uh, she's incredible, yeah. This is called Some Dreams Do. Summer heat unending Days belong to boys in their routines Cicadas hung, whirring Watchful moon stirring Nights given to old men's memories Stretch the evening long in the backyard 
650. We're so happy to be here at the Bowery Vault, a wonderful place uh, with our special guest, Amy Spies. We are Doug and Talisha from the band Wild Ponies, and this is brought to you by our great friends at Ear Trumpet Labs. All of the sound you're hearing is coming to you from one single Ear Trumpet Myrtle microphone. That's all. I love it. It's amazing. It. It's I beautiful. It. It's beautiful and it sounds great. So what we're going to do is sort of like a lightning round. But since the show's called The Long Ride, it's a speed bump. Speed bump. It's oh. a speed bump. It's either or. Either or. Either or. Okay, I know oh. the answers to some of these, but we're going to go for it anyway. So okay. you've got either or. Okay. Unless you've got a third. We'll see. Okay. Uh, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Starbucks. Starbucks. Okay. Fly or drive? Drive. Ha! Interstate or back road? Back road. Fill up before or after the gas light comes on? After. <laughs> <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Pen or pencil? Pen. Me too. 
Yeah. Commit. Yes. Yes. Uh, old Amsterdam or nude Amsterdam? Did you say nude Amsterdam? Nude. Well, I'll take nude. I like yeah, nude, either one. Old I like nude Amsterdam, Amsterdam or nude Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, I'd say nude Amsterdam. All right, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> and last one, last year or next year? Next year. Next year, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being our guest. Would you play uh, us one more song I would to, love to take to. us home? I would love Let's to. Hear it, thank you guys for all being here. Thank and you. Peace. Thank you. Oh, man. Although, I don't know, I love old Amsterdam, too. And next year, just because, uh, last year was the best year of my life. So I'm hoping- Until next year. Until next year. I'm hoping next year's the best year. This is on the new record, too. Um, I had a trio of amazing gospel ladies who sang back up on this. Um, and to, I, I wanted to end on this. He asked me about my tattoos. I didn't get a chance to tell you that the other tattoo is, uh, is five birds, which, um, you know, none of my uh, writing, my writing got real deep when I just put down all the crap that had been uh, getting in my way, one of which was wine. Uh, and I am, I am happy to admit sobriety just because it has changed my life and my son would not be here were it not for a lot of that. So I'm, um, this song is kind of my kind of gospel song. I, I grew up Catholic, but I really don't like the church much. But Doug and Talisha used to always say from the stage that they home church, and I kind of like that. So this is a home church gospel song. have fallen, been broken, battered and shamed with a sorrow unspoken and sins I can't name in a dark I can't forget, no light left to see. I've had demons, I've chased down the end of my road. Clinging to hope with nowhere to go But down on my knees But for the grace of God go I Where there's no Blessed and sacred to the point of profane. I've hung on to hatred, fueled by the flame of a self righteous truth and a virtuous lie. I've been the lover who's sneaking away from the crime and the gossip. Reporting every secret but mine Thinking I had the answer Only to find But for the grace of God 
So there you go. There's Amy Spies recorded live over at the Bowery Vault using an ear trumpet labs Myrtle microphone. Amazing. Amazing. Such, such a beautiful songwriter and singer. I mean, she really is just remarkable with words. She is remarkable with words and she has a stellar, stellar voice for sure. No question about it. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad that we got to capture her. Me too. Me too. Like she's a wild dragon. (laughs) (laughs) She kind of is actually. So there's that too. Hey, another thing we're doing here on the podcast, we're jumping into our our final segment, which is our creative prompt. And what we want you to do is we're going to give you this prompt and we want you to take it and think about it and process it and turn it into something creative. We've we've had two creative prompts already and people have done things that are cool and they've and they've tagged them. You can make a recipe, you can make a dance, write a haiku, write a song, take a picture, anything. Photographs, photographs totally work and then tag it with the hashtag PonyCast, P-O-N-Y-C-A-S-T, hashtag PonyCast, to let us know. We really want you to be creative. If you're listening to this, I promise you, you're a creative person. You are. You just are. You may not know it. You may not be aware of it. But the more creativity we have in the world, I believe, the better the world will be. Curiosity and creativity. Absolutely. None of those things. So this episode's 
creative prompt is truth teller. Truth teller. It comes from satya, the word that is the Sanskrit word on Amy's piece's wrist. It means truth teller, teller of truth. So there you go. There's the creative prompt. Go make something. You can do it. I promise you, you can. Oh, I'm thinking of what I'm going to make right yeah. now. Can't wait. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, our other major sponsor for this podcast is a company called Lurstum 1917, and they're an amazing stationery company. They make these wonderful notebooks. I'm using mine as a bullet journal, and it's really making things work. Doug, you have become so much more organized with the use of your bullet journal. I lost it for a few minutes and I freaked out. I'm <laughs> glad did. I found it again. You did. We were in New Orleans. You thought it was gone forever, but it wasn't. It was just packed away in a very special place. You know, I love their slogan, Dinken mit der Hand. Is that, is that right in German? That's that's very close. It's yeah. thinking with the hand. That's so it. great. It's Think so with cool. the hand. Think with the hand. Think with yeah. the hand. And they have a beautiful video that we'll link to in the show notes for the show. Um, talking about that that slogan yeah, it's really and cool. how to use the journals to be more creative. So if you want to see that, go to wildponies.net and you can click on the long ride link right there, the TLR link. It'll have all the show notes. It'll have information about Amy Spies. It'll have information about the Russell Nashville. It will have a link to Raina Rose's Folk Potions. Yes. And it will definitely have a link to Lurstrom 1917. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you like what you're hearing here on the long ride with Wild Ponies, but you want even more. Who doesn't want more? How? How? How do you do that? <laughs> how can they do that? Well, you can go to patreon.com slash wildponies and sign up for our Patreon where you can listen to the entire full-length recording we did of Amy Spies over at the Bowery Vault. You can hear us do a cover song and you can even get a postcard from the road if you want. So I love writing postcards. You're good at postcards. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Lurstrom 1917 and the Russell Nashville. Of course, thanks to WSM for letting us be on Route 650 every Thursday at noon and 9. And most importantly, at the top of our list, thanks to you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it. Subscribe. Give us a good review if you want to. Hashtag PonyCast. <laughs> there you have it. Episode 3 of The Long Ride with Wild Ponies featuring Amy Speece.